a one, a two, a three. Welcome to the Bromley Buzz podcast, coming to you from the Newman Flexible Workspace. Episode 45. Yeah, although actually technically it's more like 76 or something. Well, why have you written 45 on here? Because I've had done so many special shows, which I haven't numbered in the sequence. Well, which that's was just ruined my buzz. It's, it's a mistake since I started, actually, as well. But, you know, for something that's been going for, what, a year and a quarter, mm. clocking up nearly 80 shows isn't bad going. Do you know what? It's amazing because the buzz has caught up to my radio show almost. But your radio matters. show is um, well advanced in numbers, isn't it? Around 90 now? Yep. It's hitting, yeah, 90, 91 now. So you're not far 1991? Behind. Has it gone back in time? <laughs> you meant 91 anyway. 1991. Yeah, that's true. It's 1991. Is, isn't that a song? No, uh, well, I don't know. Didn't Prince do 1999? 1999. Something like that. Hmm. The party oh. like it's 1999. Anyway. Yes. Anyway, here you, we are. Darren Wheel of Intune PR with... Zinat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. Yep, and uh, we are also hearable on Channel Radio Mondays at 10am. And we've had a bit of a, a busy... <laughs> to say that we've had a busy week is a major understatement, oh, yeah. isn't it? You've been moving. I've been moving, but um, before we dive into that, where mm. are we transmitting from? Our one and only famous place. Newman, flexible, workspace. And do you know what? It stopped, I walked through the door and I had two lattes, coconut lattes, because mm. I love my coconut lattes. And um, I bought some biscuits, some shortbread biscuits from Grace Forty Cafe on East Street. Which Bromley, we do love, yeah. Which we absolutely love and, you know, lovely family-run business. And then you walk in <laughs> with two more coconut lattes and some gorgeous, gorgeous snacks as well. And you have gifted me a black cherry, an almond cake, and then you had the other two, what were they? Oh, banana bread. Banana bread and uh, I think an oatmeal meal and uh, raisin um, cake of some description. Flapjack, I think. But uh, owing to this um, yes, apple and car, car, car crash of food and drink, uh, I had to nip up to the office and um, pass Denise, I think her name is, the, uh, the secretary of the owner of the place, Lee, mm. um, the sur- one of the surplus coconut lattes and the other one is uh, headed to um, Amy on reception yes Amy so they all got used up they've been recycled immediately I know oh we'd be coconut coconutted out Mm. going absolutely coconut nuts and bananas absolutely anyway shall we yeah we shall we'll get into the 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 meat of the show sorry I've heard that expression somewhere before Um, anyway Um, you know my sister said the other day, didn't you, when you came yeah. around for lunch? <laughs> right, anyway, um, a characteristic of this show for the next few weeks will be Strictly Hum Dancing. We talked about it the last couple of weeks. And uh, I love the show I saw at the weekend where we have had the first person knocked out, um, which was very interesting. Um, but Do you think it was... Deserved. Deserved. Um, I fear so, although I'm not a fan of um, Mr. Bross. Um, is it Luke or Matt? Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt Bross. Bross. Yeah, I, I think he's... The two. The things that the two contenders who are in the bottom two had mm. in common is a, a degree of woodenness. Mm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you, yes. you, you, the woodworm could have attacked either of them and I think swung them out. it would have been nice to have had Helen stay in, mm. though there were some little bit more better... 
techniques shining through. Very, very slight fine line for Matt. He also had an easier dance, to be fair, I think. Um, you know, Charleston or Quickstep, whichever she mm. was doing, that's hard work and hard memory. It's hard to shine in that literally on your oh, first yeah, competitive week. Anyway, I did, I was listening to the, the London Marathon commentary and there was a bit in there I enjoyed from another Helen. Helen Skelton, mm. uh, because uh, she said that um, in the run-up to the show, yeah. every time I made a mistake, uh, Gorka unbuttoned another button on his shirt. unbuttoning. I'm actually given that I was surprised he was wearing it at all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was a, uh, it was a good one. Um, yeah. So sorry for our uh, Buzz listeners, if you're not into Strictly, because it's going to be a trail of Strictly comments for the next what. Do you say next two months actually? Yeah, and if you want to see uh, one of the key people, uh, one of the judges, mm -hmm. Anton, uh, he is in Jack and the Beanstalk, or will be, uh, at the Churchill Theatre between the 3rd and, and the 31st of December. Uh, so that's all going ahead too. Fantastic, yeah. Mm. We had another joint buzz, didn't we? we the commitments. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, and a really good show again, Churchill Theatre. Um, Nigel Pivaro, formerly of Coronation Street, as the rather slobby dad, uh, while this just great soul band was being put together by his son and a bunch of other misfits and miscreants of the Northern butcher. Ireland. Sorry, uh, Republic of Ireland, yeah. Dublin. Yeah, and the butcher on bass. So that yeah, was, he that was, was brilliant. The butcher yeah. on bass was fantastic. There's some of those songs, fantastic. Aretha Franklin, Wilson Pickett, yeah. Temptations. Just brings back so many great memories. Mm. Um, well, it did for me anyway. Uh, growing up and things, uh, it was, yeah, it was a real buzz. And I was that because I haven't seen the film, and so and obviously I've you know heard of the comedians and I've listened to them and stuff. But I was really impressed. Every single one of them had an amazing voice, mm. uh, but especially the lead singer. Uh, when the curtains closed and he came to the front mm. and he was changing to go to their first performance oh, in yeah. their tux. This, this isn't about his voice, is it? <laughs> well, it's kind of got off with his <laughs> go voice on, go went on. to that one. And then his shirt came off and then his trousers almost came off. Almost everything came Every, off. Yeah, almost. And then there was just a little oomph where mm. the hand went, <laughs> which was quite funny. And all you were so disappointed went, oh! when he started to get dressed again. I know. I know, but no, definitely an amazing night it was. I think it was a real buzz for us. Yes, indeed. My uh, award-winning co-presenter, by the way. Ooh. Who's that? That's you. <laughs> You've literally got the um, the plaque over there. Yes. Would you like to read out what happened to you? Yes, and tell us? so, um, yeah, it was a real buzz in, in between all the hectic week I've had, madness of hectic week, but I was nominated for um, the Powerhouse Global Women's Award for some, in recognition of the contribution I make um, to power, uh, women empowerment around the world. So making a difference. And this was on the 30th of September in Cobham. Mm -hmm. Yay! Sorry. I said it right. Yeah. Cobham, sorry, at the Hilton Hotel. And I was given an award. Now, I knew I was nominated. But I never knew that I would actually receive an award. So it was just absolutely wonderful to be recognised for that. But also, I had no idea who nominated me. Mm, but still, in a way. It's like... You it know, wasn't, did, sadly, it wasn't me. 
And why not? Put <laughs> uh, you on the spot there. Yeah. Um, no, but, you know, I just wanted to say that it, it was just incredible. I have never been in a room with so many empowering women. Mm. And we know how women can get all in one place. We can get quite... Um, you know, competitive against each other. But there was such a sense of community and support from everyone. And there was lots of people who already knew each other because Powerhouse is also a massive community where women come together and they hold events and things. Um, very, very inspirational. The stories that I heard just knocked me off my feet. My heart stopped. Um, there was one lady who was sat next to me. She didn't tell me when I was talking to her. But when she went out to collect her award, she had been, she's now a teacher, she was an investment banker, and this is just one of the stories, and um, she had been stabbed 34 times. Wow. And then there was another lady who is a professor, a doctor professor, teaching in education in universities, and her daughter, at the age of four, was kidnapped, abducted by the father, and taken to Malawi. Mm. And she shared that story and the traumas of that and how she fought against using the government here and the government in Malawi to try and get her daughter back. Incredible, incredible stories. But yeah, it was a real buzz for me and just what I needed. So yes, made some great connections. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Can I add to that? No, you can. I'm, thinking... I'm going to add to it as well. Congratulations. I... Thank you. But I think... Not I think, I know that that award is not just for me, it's for all the people around me that have supported me since I've met them. My wonderful co-presenter, Darren Wheel, sitting right here in front of me. Chandra Sharma um, from Elmcroft Business Services. Business Services. Mm -hmm. Sarah Marsh-Collins from Babel Monkey Digital and Marketing. And um, Jason Morrell mm. of J Window Cleaning and Support Services. I mean... The, I mean, there's many others, um, even Loretta Wright of Life in uh, Magazines, which is the Bromley and Orpington that we yep. often talk about. These people have been, and many others, are, you know, it's endless, but there's a handful of people constantly that I've named right now who have really supported me on my journey. And thanks to you. So thank you goes to you guys. Well, I shall accept that award on behalf of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you are the closest to it. Mm. <laughs> so right, I'm going to reshuffle the show at this point, because I realise that having kicked off with a couple of um, Churchill Theatre things, and that's actually next on the agenda, yeah. uh, I'm going to do Penge instead. Because okay. I was excited to discover, belatedly, that there is a new shop in Penge called Revolution Records, they opened in April, but they just started on their Instagram page. That shows the value of social media, because otherwise I wouldn't have known about them. Uh, they are open from 11am every day, closed on Tuesdays. They describe themselves as South London's coolest record shop. Uh, an intimate live music uh, venue. Vinyls in most genres. And they're on one Central Parade High Street in Penge. So a shout out to them. And I do like these intimate venues that uh, we are. We've been to... Uh, Bromley Little Theatre, um, that's not huge. Mm. We've been to Three Hounds Beer for comedy, that was distinctly titchy, mm. uh, but lovely. 
um, hottest day of the year, one of the two hottest days of the year, and there we are with a perspiring American comedian in front of us. <laughs> um, but uh, to be fair, we were perspiring a fair bit too on that day. Um, but yes, that's a, a nice place I'm going to be visiting that because I do love my music. And of course, back to the Churchill, um, they've got the best exotic Marigold Hotel coming up between yes. the 18th and the 22nd of October. And I'll just read this little uh, intro that they've done out. Starring the icon of Hollywood's Golden Age, Academy BAFTA and Golden Globe Award winner Hayley Mills uh, from Wild at Heart, Pollyanna and the Parent Trap, mentioned the fact that we might be interviewing her to my sister-in-law, who got terribly excited and said, can she phone her? Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, it seems unlikely. Uh, Household favourite and screen and stage star Paul Nicholas, my word, he was a heartthrob, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, Just Good Friends and EastEnders, and Rula Lenska from Rock Follies, Coronation Street and EastEnders, and finally featuring Andy Delatour of Notting Hill, Star Wars and The Young Ones, or not quite finally, Rekha John Chalian, Four Weddings and a Funeral Tomb Raider, that's an interesting one, Hollyoaks and Marlene Sidaway, Coronation Street and Pride and Prejudice. Uh, if Ange- Angelina Jolie came to the Churchill, that would be uh, national news, I think, practically. Yeah, okay. yeah. although these names, you know, the, they, people go up in uh, the perception of the public and mm. the show business over the years. And Nicholas, in UK terms, was definitely pretty, pretty huge. And you don't get a Golden Globe uh, and BAFTA wins without being pretty big too. So Hayley Mills, Rudel Linsko, you know, and you know, household names. Mm. So, yeah, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Speaking of um, the Churchill Theatre, you mm. know, all that information that you were given, and when we were watching The Commitments, uh, we were having a conversation there in the foyer, weren't we, about how wonderful and diverse in the sense of the um, types of uh, topics and themes of theatre that come mm. to one place. Because when we're in London, you have to go to different venues to see different types of theatre and productions. Mm. Whereas the Churchill Theatre provide a whole range in one place of whether it's suspense, whether it's uh, stand-up comedy, musical, theatre, you know, stories for children in their studio. There's a whole range available at the Churchill Theatre. It's, it's absolutely wonderful to have it at our doorstep. Yeah, you've got a point there, um, a big one, because if you go up to London, you can go and see The Lion King, uh, you can go and see Six, you can go and see um, Les Miserables, mm. uh, and so on and so forth, because they're on massive, long, year-long, in the case of The Mousetrap, mm. 50, 60-year runs up there mm. in one place. Um, but other places like um, uh, The Old Vic, uh, and um, what's the old Shakespeare one? The Globe. The Globe. Um, and they cycle through shows, but they still tend to be of a similar nature. Mm. Uh, and what you could describe as the the Greater London theatres and mm. the Great Greater London theatres, like uh, the Churchill. Yes, you're right. They, they have a lot of diversity to them. Yeah, and I just love the fact that it's all in one place. Whereas mm. in London, you've got to go from one end to the other end, to the left, to the right, up north, south, east, west. You know, for different things. But which is nice too. It depends. You know. But um, I just like it's here at my at my doorstep at our well, doorstep. Well, it is your walking distance from. The I know theater. it's fantastic. Mm. Um, just quickly about the commitments, which I wanted to yeah. mention, which I forgot. Um, if you want to read more about that, um, Darren has done a beautiful blog on that on our website. So uh, go and have a look at that. 
bromleybuzz.uk. Yes, great mm. read. Thank you. Yeah, with some uh, words reflecting what you thought about mm. it as too. Uh, I'll tell you why, actually. The person we were speaking to was Chris Glover, uh, director there, and yes. uh, he was really enthusiastic about it. He'd been the night before we had mm. and loved it. Anyway, I digress, because that show's gone, but the Marigold Hotel and others are coming up. Uh, I've got the woman's own here. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want a woman's magazine, Dazzle? Well, obviously because of this title. For here come the th- th- hunks on the cover. I nearly said the thunks. Second chance love, thanks to my toy boy. And handbag heaven was really up my... Oh, you've got a copy too. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, you're in it um, because of the... They were talking about the upcoming series of Revived Big Brother... And there are a couple of people on there, one saying that they wouldn't touch it with a 50-foot barge pole in terms of going on there. And you're saying that uh, you would love to rush in and fix all their heads, basically. <laughs> yes. I thought, you know, why not go for the jugular in a, in a <clears throat> you know, fun way. Yes, so it is um, hitting our screens again in 2023. And it was really nice uh, to be interviewed for that and asking whether I'd go on it. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would love to go on it because I would like to know what makes them tick, what goes on in their head, and hopefully support them on their journey. However, I think my friends had commented that I'm too nice to go on to Big Brother <laughs> on our WhatsApp group. Isn't that right, Dazzle, yeah. Sarah, well, and there is, um, there is another <laughs> issue, actually, which is that uh, the essence of coaching in the mental health, wellbeing, mindset mm. field is confidentiality. Yeah. And you would be coaching in there, and it will be over the teddy. Mm. So I'm not sure that would work. Well, you never know. There's quite a lot of uh, secrets that come out on Big Brother. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It'd be an interesting, but no, it was lovely to be on there. Uh, so grab your copy of Women's Own magazine. Yeah. Albeit you need to go back into the past for this, disappear off to eBay or back issues, because this was the 3rd of October issue. Yeah. I mean, when I got these, there was I think there was only four left. Mm. Yeah. Now, I've been doing a bit of uh, time travelling. That's an attempt at the BBC Radiophonic workshop there, but it's not very good. Um, yeah, but I, I realised yeah. that during the process of spending the year plus on the Bromley Buzz, we've got some unused interviews, and uh, it would be really nice to catch up with a couple of them. So I've inserted them into the last show or two and this one because. Even as we now start off October, it's actually quite sunny and nice out there today. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as we start off uh, towards the winter, uh, I now recall the Penge Pride picnic, which I absolutely loved. Uh, and on that occasion when I went there and enjoyed it, uh, I spoke to a Millie Knight, Chair of Friends of Cater Park and Alexander Recreation Ground, and Councillor Simon Geo, uh, also Chair of Penge Festival. And I just want you to bring back a bit of summer and play that clip. Hello, I'm with Simon Jill, a councillor in Penge, and also chair of the Penge Festival. And Millie, whose job title I haven't caught up with yet. But no you're, worries. Um, I'm Millie Knights. I'm yep. the chair of the Friends of Cater Park and Alexander Recreation Ground. Uh, and I'm a nurse as well, but I, uh, I spend most of my time in the parks. Yes, and in this case, I believe you're the main organiser of the Pride event here today. Uh, yes, we've been working with the festival team, so Simon, um, but yeah, I've led organising the event and getting getting all the entertainment here and the stalls and baking cakes myself. There's been some very entertaining entertainment. I, I've seen that girl 
doing her thing a bit no, earlier it's on. wonderful storytelling uh, yeah we had penge chamber choir we had octavia do a an impromptu sing and laurie may is a local singer living in penge who uh, is coming back later as well so we're delighted brilliant and uh, it goes on to the Bridge House Theatre later on as well, but you're, the, the whole organisation with the park clearly does a lot. I was being told about a willow arch earlier as well. Yeah, we. Uh, so that was my idea two years ago, and the committee got behind me. We fundraised and had support from the Metropolitan Garden Association, who give grants, and also um, Bromley uh, Penge, not not Penge, apologies, Friends Forum, um, and then we fundraised through events like this because so, it cost about two thousand pounds. So we've bought some special raised beds and all the soil. And yeah, it went in in March and it's looking glorious. Well, thank you for organising what, and I'm looking at children, dogs, yeah, it's people of all, all sorts here. Yeah. Uh, in the words of Wallace and Bromit, it's a grand day out. Yeah, thank you. Thank and you. It's, it's absolutely about um, our allies and, and LGBTQ plus community to be here and enjoy the park and, and for our own health and well-being. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks and for you can now go on to the next crisis or mini crisis. No, <laughs> no, no crisis. crisis. There are no, no crisis. crisis. Yeah. Thank you very much. So the beer hasn't run out then? The beer no. has not run out. Beer, okay. Pims, orange squash still on sale. As yes. well as as well as many cakes. Oh yes. Okay, well I will join you for the Pims in a few minutes. Excellent, thank, thank you. you. Simon. How lovely to see you out of your council suit. Thank you, yes. Well, I mean, actually, to be fair, I feel like I spent more time in a Penge Festival t-shirt uh, this week than I have in any other. <laughs> well, even, it wouldn't just be this week either. These things take months. Oh, Probably the organisation may have a month off after the last one, conceivably, <laughs> but then won't. Well, I think, so, because it's our 50th year, this year we've really pushed the boat out. We normally do three weeks of events. This year we're doing four. Mm -hmm. uh, we had the Fate last Saturday, which went amazingly well. Uh, we've got the Pride Park... Park uh, picnic event today and another event happening at the same time at Melvin Hall for our Penjolder People's Network. Mm. Uh, we've got events in the Bridge House and the Pauline Arms this evening. Uh, we've got Bridge House Theatre events running all the way along the festival. A fantastic programme of comedy nights, uh, chamber choir music, uh, drag cabaret, drag bingo. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're all about trying to celebrate and use as many venues across Penge and the local area as possible um, and really try and support as many community groups, support local businesses and also fundraise for, for many local charities. We're here today fundraising for both Bromley Living Well um, and Metro which is a charity that provides an LGBT youth group in Bromley. Yeah we've um, interviewed um, Alex Thomas from them before. Fantastic yeah, yeah. so uh, and across the festival we raised money for we had a quiz night raising money for some Christmas hospice uh, I think two nights ago uh, we've got the Penge Cycle Club raise money for Wheels for Wellbeing um, we have lots of local charities that we we want to try and support as much as possible we've got local PTAs that are fundraising obviously schools the last couple of years with Covid have really struggled to do fundraising events uh, so we've got a number of school fates that are coming up and a number of PTAs that are fundraising as part of our festival um, and really the whole idea of Penge Festival is celebrating that history of Penge, the community and, and the heritage and culture um, but also putting on affordable inclusive events and um, Pride Picnic is exactly the sort of event that we want to show that everyone is welcome in Penge and that LGBT families who we have so many of that are living in the area um, are, can celebrate and can come and just have a, a nice day out in the park. Well, it's a, a, a lovely coincidence, of course, that the 50th anniversary of the festival and the first of the Penge Prize. 
Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and I think that's one thing that we're absolutely keen on is to keep Penge Pride going and, and build it up and particularly to get local LGBT residents um, and allies uh, involved in the organising. And as you say, it does take a lot of work. So uh, if anybody is listening and interested in volunteering, please do get in touch with us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, all of the social media channels. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we're always keen to get more volunteers. Uh, we are all volunteers, nobody gets paid. Um, and it, it is a lot of work, but we really enjoy it. And we love putting on events and this festival for, for, for residents. And would you like to tell me uh, one or two of your highlights from the day after I suspiciously found you at the Three Hounds Beer Tent? <laughs> oh, highlights from today. I mean, I, I think that girl, the Drag Thing Story Channel was fantastic. Um, and it was lovely to see so many kids. The, ba the ballet, which I, you, you probably can't hear, but has been going on behind us, uh, is absolutely amazing. I'm just watching sort of 20, 30 people bending and sort of uh, doing ballet moves in, uh, in, what's the word, in tandem? Is that mm -hmm. the right? No, probably not. Um, and yeah, the, the beer Himalayan kitchen came along and gave, gave uh, some great foods as they always do. And I think what's really nice is just to see a mix of local businesses, of local charities and just local community and, and residents that have come, many of whom have no connection to Penta Festival or the Parks Group and are just here volunteering because they're LGBT families and they see the importance of this event and want to be part of it, so it's lovely. Well it's a, a different interviewing challenge for me because normally I go to places and I make a beeline for the interviewee. Here I was just going around enjoying stuff. Excellent, well I'm glad, you you glad you've enjoyed it, thank you for coming. Right, there we go. Amazing. Cool. Mm. It's nice else to go oh. back and listen to things that, you know, we've interviewed people on mm -hmm. and hadn't put it in, but we've put it in now. It's actually really, really nice. I think it spices up the buzz. Well, the thing is, what mm. we can do occasionally is reuse an old clip in a new show if we wanted oh, absolutely. to. absolutely. Very tempting to take a bit out of the Johannes Rodebi uh, interview and park it into one of our current shows for Strictly being on, mm. for example. Mm. What do you think of his partner on Strictly, since you've mentioned it? Too tall. So he, I think he's <laughs> being... Doesn't he tower over Johannes a tiny bit? A little bit. Yeah, and I love some of the things he says. He said something about being in training and that if he has to work any harder, all there's going to be some teeth and glasses left. <laughs> that was good. No, it's great. Right, we're not going to go on about Strictly. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's been quite a week, hasn't it? Mm. I mean, I've had... It's kind of been a buzz, but it is a buzz because mm. I've actually moved back into my own flat, which is literally a five minute walk from where we are, the new flexible workspace. Mm -hmm. um, so it's at my doorstep as well. And uh, it is a real buzz to have my own space again. But boy, oh boy, I am in need of a massage. <laughs> and it's really funny. I went to my chiropractor the other day and I went in for an adjustment. Well, well, actually, mm. I thought I was going in for the massage section time, because I get a massage as well with my chiropractor. It's over in West Wickham, isn't it? It is in yeah. West Wickham, um, Avid Clinic, uh, on Station Road, West Wickham. Mm -hmm. And um, I went in and it was really funny, because I was lying face down, because I was told, oh, it's, it's an adjustment, it's not a massage. And I was like, but I need a massage, because <laughs> after lifting all the heavy boxes up and down two flights of stairs, I definitely needed it. Anyway, I was lying there and there was a lady um, that was there as well because it's like almost like a, um, how do you call it when you've got one bed after another next to each other? It's almost like a... 
a ward. A ward. Mm, hospital and, ward. A hospital ward kind of thing. And she was like, oh, you know what, uh, Michael, the massage guy, he's amazing. And, da, 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 da. and poor uh, Trisha was like, oh, well, I just, you know, you don't want me. I'm not special. I don't do anything here, you know. And he felt like, oh, you know, because we all like the massage. And he got mm. to me and he went, and I said, hi, I'm really sorry, but I was actually looking forward to a massage today. And he goes, that's oh, it, no. Iris sign. You broke your chiropractor, Z. I did break him, so, but... I will fix him today because I've got an adjustment today, plus mm. a massage, all okay. in one. So everyone's going to be happy. Everyone's going to be happy. Yes. Mm. Well, I hope it clicks for you. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> right. Talking of clicks, would you like to click with our audience with uh, an, an affirmation? affirmation? Absolutely. So today's powering affirmation is, and I want you to find a quiet space, a moment to relax wherever you can and focus. And of course, believe in yourself when you reflect on this. I can make great things happen by letting go of the past and to start thinking about all the great things in my life to come. And I think this is, for me, I'm on a new start, new flat, new journey. What's your thoughts? Mm, mine, mine were actually uh, of uh, a fairly epic nature. I was thinking about somebody who'd been through, it comes to mind a lot actually, having spoken to the Holocaust survivor Ziggy Shipper mm. for this show, uh, for him to go on to come up with a, a dialogue around um, don't hate people mm. uh, and to cherish his ongoing life and his children. And I remember at one point him saying when he was talking that um, if, he, if he met Hitler now, it would be something along the lines of, um, <laughs> look, Hitler, I'm still here and I've got these children. What do you think of that? Mm. Um, that's one of the biggest examples of letting go of a piece of past I can think of. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So I can make great things happen by letting go of the past and to start thinking about all the great things in my life to come. Mm. Lovely. Can I just say your T-shirt's caught my eye. We're on a mission. To. It's a hundred and six miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half of a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. The Blues Mobile. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that's. Uh, have you seen the film Blues Brothers? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, the classic bit from that when they're on their mission from God mm -hmm. to go and uh, raise some money for a, an orphanage. Uh, I think they've got the money at that point because they've done their uh, epic concert, but they flee literally everyone the National Guard, the SWAT teams, the mm -hmm. police, a massive, humongous car chase, and all of that. And it's just a, a lovely um, line. I've got it on my t shirt. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it. Form. It's a great mm -hmm. t shirt. Absolutely mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah, okay, so my T-shirt has now managed to get into things. Um, yeah. <laughs> you do have some pretty cool they, they have They have in that uh, film, incidentally, at the closing credits, the the music of uh, Jailhouse Rock. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, your slightly stripy top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, yes, there's a lot of news. Well, not so much news, but there's a lot of um, what's on this week. Yes. But I'm going to kick off with a bit of news. Um, you might like to read that bit of news, actually. Because um, um, I, I was looking in the news shopper, Bromley, mm. 
for good news about Bromley. Couldn't find any. It was all depressing stuff, frankly. Mm. Uh, so well done Very to often. the South London Press for coming up with something positive, which uh, you'd like to share. Yeah. A squash player who won the Commonwealth Gold this year hopes that the sport, sorry, that the sport one day will make it into the Olympics. Gina Kennedy said, the Commonwealth Games has been my target since I graduated from Harvard in 2020 and winning gold has been my best achievement yet. My next goal is to reach top five in the world ranking. The 25 year old has been playing at Park Langley Squash Club in Beckenham since she was nine. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, she moved over to Bexley Squash Club when she was 12 years old to be coached by Ben Ford, who, is, who still coaches and trains her now. She plays twice a day, six times a week. Ouch. Her hard work <laughs> has paid off, absolutely. And she has climbed from 167 ranking in the world to 18th. I know, 8th even. Sorry, not 18th, 8th. I've read that wrong, well, I should put my glasses on, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's even more shocking from eight, you know, 167 to 8. And has played a number of tournaments abroad, including America and Egypt. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, and that is good news. It's interesting I mentioned that mm. uh, she's moved to Bexley for her training, and whether she still does Bromley or not, but it was still uh, helpful and formative in where she now is, so well done her. Yeah, congratulations on that. Mm. Now I've spotted some stuff on social media this week. Um, part of Bromley, Ravensworth Primary School uh, on Twitter, at Ravensworth underscore C-S-C-H. Uh, we were so happy to appear on Newsround mm. on TV and show off our amazing mural. What a special experience it was. And we're so grateful that we were invited to feature. Thank you for all the wonderful support and messages. We are blushing with pride. Aww. So that, that's rather nice. So if you want to have a look at the mural, I guess you go over to their social media, such as that Twitter, at Ravensworth underscore S-C-H. And uh, on Twitter, uh, at Chuck Wutcher, C-H-U-K-W-U-C-H-A, uh, underscore, I think, after that as well. I've set up a project to get more black people into ballroom dancing. So if you love Strictly, we do, then this one is for you. Join us for our free London launch event, JJ Dance Studios, Beckenham, Kent, Saturday, 8th of October, 2022, 4pm to 6.30pm. And speaking of that, mm. I think it was you who asked me about the ballroom that's in Bromley. Well, it's not quite... Is it Bromley? Yeah, it will be Bromley. Or was it somebody else? I'm not sure. Where Strictly used to also go and dance. Um, there's a gorgeous ballroom. Mm. So I went there with my sister to do some dancing, uh, ballroom dancing, and it's called The Ballroom, mm. and it's in Crofton. Okay. Absolutely stunning. You go in, and it's like the old kind of boudoirs and kind of thing. It's beautiful. What's it in use for I now? don't know. Well, I need to check if it's still there, because that was a good, I think, 10 years ago. Right, please do, because if, if it is still there and doing anything, I'd love to see it. Yes, I mean, it is stunning, because uh, a few times at the time, Strictly went there and trained. I know that there's, uh, I think it's the, the Bull's Head, is it, over in Chiselhurst? Yeah. The old pub, um, mm -hmm. or coaching place, whichever. But that has a ballroom in it as well, because I sneaked to look in that uh, previously too. But what you're talking about is sounds it, like no, a big the real, deal traditional um, ballroom. Right, anyway, I'm going to give a little shout-out to... Uh, from the Rotary, Christine Atkinson, and she spotted uh, that on the 20th of October, 
and for the Mayor's charities, one of which is the charity Every Breath for Lung Cancer, and I've got a research fail because I've forgotten what the other one was. Apologies, Councillor Hannah Gray, Mayor of Bromley, on that one. But the Mayor of Bromley's Charity Appeal Dinner, hosted and sponsored by Coppersalon Restaurant on East Street in Bromley, uh, is on that day. £40 per person plus a booking fee, 7pm for a 7.30 start. Three-course meal and a complimentary drink. Uh, and Bible on uh, Eventbrite. And, you know, the Mayor's Charity, the Mayor's Charity's Ball's coming up on the 19th of November as well. You need to take a breath, by the way. Yes, I was kind of running out there. No, you mentioned yes. it. But anyway, so that's coming up as well on our What's On. And we have even more What's On. Wait, just before you go on. So uh, with that Copper Salon, um, yes. all the donations are going to the uh, Ukraine Appeal. Oh, is that in the Ukraine one? Yeah, so oh, with mistake. funds raised, because she's very much about supporting the Ukrainians hmm. coming in to the borough of Bromley. So funds are going to that. Ah, yes, so there's a, a little sort of crown, uh, the mayor's emblem on the top right of the picture there, with all funds raised donated to the Ukraine yeah. appeal, which I didn't even spot. So, yeah, buy and register on Eventbrite, mayorscharitydinner.eventbrite.co.uk. And while you're speaking of Christine, I thought I'd just mention that, because it leads on to the mm. what's on anyway. Um, Christine Axenson has sent out an email but she is um, requesting, if possible, because the Chiselist mm. uh, Rotary Saturday Group are holding a Christmas market again this year and they are going to have stalls, shopping, food, rides, etc. But they're looking for some support volunteers on the 20th of November to support Santa as an elf. Mm. So if you're interested and would like to volunteer yourself as an elf, if you've got an elf suit lying about in the attic somewhere, or you fancy, you know, just getting into the Christmas spirit of being an elf and helping Santa, email Christine at Christine Atkins, without the I, so it's A-T-K-N-S, at AOL.com. If you want to find out more information about the market, then you can go over to uh, visitchiselus.org.uk forward slash event forward slash visitchiselus Christmas market two. Smashing. Great. Mm. You were going to go on what's on? Some more stuff. One, uh, I'd like to say that October is Black History Month, Mm. which I think is a, a great thing that's been run for quite a long time now and just look out for any events that have to do with that in Bromley. We also have an interview with Joyce Fraser, OBE, uh, of um, the Black Heroes Foundation which Mm -hmm. she founded and she's a Bromley resident and so I thought I'd speak to her and get her take on the month and uh, talk about what she does. I am with Joyce Fraser, OBE, of the Black Heroes Foundation. And uh, Joyce is a Bromley resident, which makes me even prouder than usual of Bromley. Yes, would you like to introduce yourself and the uh, Black Heroes Foundation? Yes, hello there, Darren. Thank you so much for inviting us on. Um, Yes, my name is Joyce Fraser, and uh, I set up the Black Heroes Foundation in order to save the legacy of my late husband, Flip Fraser. And I set it up, I can't believe, it seems some time ago now, 2016. And what we do is to use the arts in order to celebrate black heroes. Um, My late husband, Flip Fraser, had a show called Black Heroes in the Hall of Fame. 
um, which uh, he, he produced, well, in the 30 year, over 30 years ago, back in the 1980s, when Black History Month was first instigated. And um, the tagline for his show, Black Heroes in the Hall of Fame, was 5,000 years of Black history in one night of theatre. And most people raise their eyebrows because they don't believe Black history began, uh, was, there wasn't any Black history before slavery. Uh, his show does 5,000 years, and there's more than that, obviously, as well. So unfortunately, my husband passed away in 2014. And um, at his funeral, so many people said that I needed to preserve his legacy. And um, I had nothing to do with his work. I'm, I, I come from a, um, a much more sort of um, business background, science background, definitely not an arty creative background. And um, so when people asked me to preserve his legacy, it was quite a hard quite a hard task to set me um, and I didn't think there's any way that I could actually do that but going through all of his stuff I really realized that I needed to do something just to to, to mark it and so I, I, I registered the Black Heroes Foundation as a charity in 2016 and it started off with small things just running events telling the stories of black heroes which is what we do and so we use film we use theatre we have events, so we have online events, and we literally look at local black heroes and tell their stories. And, um, and now um, we actually have a couple of plays that we've produced that have actually gone into theatre. So there's the story of John Archer, and John Archer was the very first black mayor in London. He was the mayor of Battersea in 1913, which many people are amazed to hear about that. And so we've actually uh, done a, a play about that and it's actually been on at, at Battersea Arts Centre and it's been taken around schools in Wandsworth as well and they've created materials from it. Um, another play that we've done is the story of Claudia Jones and um, that has again been at Battersea Arts Centre and uh, it's been taken into schools in Wandsworth and also it's about to be performed at the Canada Water Theatre uh, as part of Black History Month celebrations on the 15th of um, October. So that's a very quick overview of the Black Heroes Foundation and some of the things that we do. Okay, uh, what's the significance of Claudia Jones? Yeah, so Claudia Jones was actually born in Trinidad and at the age of eight emigrated to New York with her family and um, they had quite a, a challenging time there. And she ended up working for the Communist Party and um, did a lot of amazing work in rights for women, women's liberation. But unfortunately it was during the MacArthur era and she got deported to um, London. I don't want to tell you too much because then you won't come to see the play. But oh. what, she, what she's very famous for though, is that she actually started the very first West Indian carnival in London. Uh, because of the riots that took place in Notting Hill in the 1950s. Um, and yeah, she did a lot of human rights stuff as well. And she's actually buried at Highgate uh, Cemetery to the left of Karl Marx, which I find quite interesting. So um, I think New York's loss was our gain. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Well, I think we've already hinted at this already, but uh, could you explain what is Black History Month? Yes, yeah, so I know it's now, it's October. Yes, yeah, so so in the UK, uh, 
October is designated as Black History Month. In the States, it's in February, so it's different times of the year. Um, and the idea of Black History Month is that there's a month dedicated to actually concentrating and learning about Black history, because much Black history is hidden. We don't know the stories. And um, I said that my late husband, Flip Fraser, had his very first show, Black Heroes in the Hall of Fame, back in the 1980s. And when he did his Black heroes, most of them were American, African-Americans, some Caribbean, some Africans. We didn't have any British ones. Now I have to say that when we're looking at our Black heroes and Black History Month, we are definitely looking at British Black heroes. And so what it does, it highlights for one month when organisations, people can actually concentrate on looking at Black history. For me, though, and that for everybody, it should be every month because Black history is our history. It, we all connect to it. We all have some connection to it, whether we, we, we know or not. Um, and um, yeah, it's important that it is really respected and, and uh, looked at every month of the year. But having one month of the year that highlights it is good as well because it gives some publicity. And I have to confess, um, when we did, the whole reason why I got engaged with uh, Claudia Jones was when we had our Black History Month in 2018. And that was the centenary of uh, women's emancipation. And so I decided when we were putting our Black History event to actually find out what Black women of London we knew. And so I did a survey. And in this survey, Claudia Jones kept coming up. And I thought, who on earth is Claudia Jones? So I didn't know. So Black History Month does help us all to improve our knowledge. And then I went into the research about her and I was absolutely blown away by this lady, an incredible woman. And uh, it inspired me actually to write my very first play. So I actually wrote that play, believe it or not, um, the very first version. And that was during lockdown, just before lockdown started. Um, and now we've got uh, a much more developed version of the play where I've had another uh, co-writer work with me on, on creating the play. And um, yes, that play has been taken into schools. Over 160 school children in, in Wandsworth have seen it. I'd love to bring it to Bromley. I'd love to do a lot of work with the libraries in Bromley. Uh, in Wandsworth, we've engaged with the libraries and we've done so much, had so much support from them and also by the council. And wouldn't it be fantastic if we could do the same because there's so much rich black history in Bromley that we don't even know about it and current things as well. Um, and we do a weekly uh, lunchtime thing called the virtual locomotion, where again, we look at local heroes. And so we've covered a number of local heroes in Bromley that people are not even aware of. Um, and so it'd be wonderful to actually do more, more things, more activities in Bromley, because we have got a rich culture here. And I would just love to have the support and funding in order to uh, explore that and to be putting on events and, and theatre in my own home borough. Mm. I, I know that there are some, I mean, I can only give a very tiny tip of an iceberg here, but I know there are some really cool contemporary people who are black heroes in this borough. So I'll take um, Teresa Lola, the poet, uh, for one, uh, she lives here, and uh, Dina Asher-Smith, a household name worldwide, simply for another. You don't even need to go on much beyond that to recognise that this is a big deal. That's right. There's a host of, of, um, of, of black heroes who are resident in Bromley. 
and it would be wonderful to actually explore that, uh, to create theatre about it, to have children doing work about it, to put exhibitions on. And so that's what I look forward to doing in 2023 with the support of our arts uh, centre here in Bromley. Well, we'll be having you on the show again and uh, hopefully people you may prompt us to have who are those black heroes locally as well. That would be lovely. Um, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, I hope uh, Black Heroes Month goes wonderfully. Uh, one final question. Uh, how do people find you online and engage with you? Right, so um, if you search for the Black Heroes Foundation, that will come up. Uh, our website is www.blackheroesfoundation.org. Also, if you search for Joyce Fraser, uh, you'll find links come up for Joyce Fraser. Um, and as I mentioned before, we've got our play, The Story of Claudia Jones, which is on at the Canada Water Theatre on the 15th of October. And again, if you go to the Canada Water Theatre box office or the Albany Theatre box office, that's where you'll find tickets. And the tickets are, are £14 or £10 for concessions. Uh, but it'd be lovely to see some of our Bromley folk at that event. So that's on Saturday, the 15th of October. Lovely. And I know also that they can look out for you on social media because you just followed our Instagram with the Romney Buzz this week. <laughs> That's right. So um, so we've got an Instagram account. We have a Twitter account, which is Black Heroes Info. Um, the, we also have um, a Facebook account, which is Black Heroes in the Hall of Fame. Um, and I am on LinkedIn as Joyce Fraser. Lovely. Well, thank you very much again. Well, thank you, Darren. There you go. Thank you, Joyce. Lovely. Mm. Um, also this month, which I want to, of course, I'm going to bring out the awareness, is on the 10th of October, is um, Mental Health, World Mental Health Day. Again, you know, if anything's happening in Bromley um, and that you're doing anything, do let us know. Uh, tag us in your socials so we can um, spread the buzz about the amazing things that you're doing mm. to bring about awareness. Right, so what else have we got? This is where I go onto my upside down, to some people's mind anyway, page on the bromleybuzz.uk website. Upside down in the sense that the things that are furthest off are actually at the top of the page and the things that are nearest now are a bit further down. Uh, but it starts with, there's a longer run event, which is from 3rd of September to 19th of November. Lifestyle by Raymond, exploring domestic interiors and the practice of drawing. An exhibition at the Bethlehem Gallery. Uh, let me see, 9th of October, yes, this episode will be out by then. Live from the Bridge House Theatre in Penge. Comedy uh, from people who have appeared recently at the Edinburgh Fringe. And so that's coming on uh, on the 9th of October. And uh, I think we may both be at this, but uh, on the 11th of October, Community Links Bromley present a volunteering fair and uh, that's worth looking out for. There is links to more and uh, of this on our website so you can find out all the details. And I have another clip actually from an earlier event which I didn't use before. And this is when we went to the volunteer awards that Community Links Bromley did. And we had the pleasure of presenting one of the awards. Uh, we didn't present this particular one, but one of the winners was a trustee and the vice chair of Bromley, Lewisham and Greenwich Mind, Don Burford. So here we are back in a little bit of time with him. Oh, 
Right. Uh, I am at the Volunteer Awards Ceremony in Bromley Central Library, provided by Community Links Bromley, and I'm with a winner. Please introduce yourself. Good evening, my name is Don Burford. I'm Vice Chair of Bromley Ocean Mines, and I'm here to accept an award, which I've won. Many congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, of the whole event? I think it was fun wonderful, actually, to see everybody here Post-Covid, it was, was great to see people in, in person. I think the whole event was actually well, well run, very friendly, um, and yeah, great, great uh, testimony to Bromley Borough in general. Yeah, and wasn't it great that they had the Magpie Dance Performers first? That got such a big round of applause from everyone. It did, because I've got a lot of um, knowledge of special needs. I've um, got family, family members who have got special needs, and so it was, it was, quite, it was quite inspiring to see that being inclusion, being, being put there in as part of the process. What I like about that, uh, you're talking about special needs, that was a special performance by those people and that was great. Now, tell me about your organisation. Right, so as I said, I'm Vice Chair of Bromley Lewisham Mines. We are quite a big organisation that delivers mental health throughout the, the boroughs of Bromley Lewisham and Greenwich. Uh, we've, we've been going for quite a long, long time now. Um, we have lots of services, um, but my, my main contribution so far since I've been part of Mind Services is uh, trying to bring inclusion into, into organisation reaching areas of the of the population which are not served by by well by other statutory bodies and really just trying to open it up so that we uh, feel everyone's all included. Because one of the things I've learned um, owing to my co-presenter who's a, a mental health and wellbeing coach is that there are areas of stigma around mental health and whole communities who simply don't like talking about it that you wouldn't expect. Correct, I mean that's the, that is the issue and it's I'm trying to break those cultural brand those barriers down, understanding those communities and getting them to feel trust, they can trust uh, people to actually open up and, and come into their communities and, and access these, these services which are very valuable for them. And uh, how would people um, get hold of you and your services? Well, we, we're, yeah, so we, we're basically online, we can get uh, for the website. Um, we've got lots of people who do lots of PA and um, promotion of our services. Um, we're very friendly, friendly teams and um, Anyone can give us a ring on our, on our numbers on the websites and get access to one of our services. Well, thank you very much. Okay, thank you very much too. Right, the next what's on is right up your street, Z, at least I hope so anyway. You're really good at um, anything that sounds a bit Spanish. Would you like to read out the next one? Yeah, I'm going to let you do it. Oh, no. Right, 16th of October. I think I've been ambushed by my own co-presenter here. Not and don't, I don't say it as a jerk. Only under? Alejandra. Right, I'm not Alejandra. even going to try that myself. Burgos. The jet is a her. Mm -hmm. Burgos. With Nicholas Mayer and Demi Garcia Sabat. Yeah, Garcia Sabat. Yes, on my Garcia wasn't quite right. Garcia, even. A night of, <laughs> La a night of Latin infused blues, pop, and jazz at Bromley Little Theatre. Buenas noches, the Latino infused uh, con los blues, con las azules. Isn't it interesting the way that some languages just embed a, a, a word in English like blues and don't have their own equivalent? Mm. Mm. Anyway. And pop and jazz at mm. Bromley Little Theatre, Teatro. 29th of October is a fundraiser, a 25-hour cycle for the new Gen Up Community Hub, which is being set up to help young people in Bromley and beyond who are experiencing eating disorders. Uh, you can look that up on the crowdfunding page, which is on our website, and that closes on the 16th of November. Uh, and Beckenham Business Day on the 2nd of November. 
I'm so gutted that I will not be able to make that. I know. Um, I will be, but I'm going up to the Lake District shortly afterwards, so, uh, you know, there's a whole stretch of things I can't do, including a fundraiser for Sri Lanka, again, at the Copper Salon restaurant in Bromley, which involves a casino. And, by the way, the Mayor of Bromley, again, is has a hand in that one, and she says, Councillor Anna Gray, a big thank you to Copper Salon for their support. Mm. Mm. Do you want to do the harp? Life on a harp string. I love harps. That's on the 7th of November. Lecture by Margaret Wilson for the Arts Society in Bromley. Again, you know, the arts is incredible. Um, recently had a massive stream of the Bromley Arts Festival, which you uh, led with many other committee members. Indeed. And would you like to um, dash on and to the next piece? Dash on. Yes, I shall dash on to Orpington. Santa Dash 2022 on the 4th of December. Do you know what? Are we going to whip out our Santa, Santa costumes? outfits? Oh yeah, I kept mine from last year so I don't need to have a new one. Do you know what? I've, got mine. I've got mine somewhere mm-hmm. um, which I need to try and find where it is because obviously I have now moved. <laughs> and I don't know where anything is. True. <laughs> So yes, that would be a great one. Uh, looking forward to that. We should have timed ourselves last year. What if year the elves will be there though? The lady the, the elves. The Chiron elves that were part way yeah. up uh, High Street cheering us on. I hope so. They were great. And um, you got them from the 5th to the 10th of December. Oh, this is lovely. I love them. The Hound of the Baskervilles at the Studio 62 Theatre in West Wickham. Oh, we did that last episode, I think, actually. Yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. Um, Just a reminder. Back on the... Uh, Santa Dash. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to um, doing that one again, I think. Um, and there's something else about it that I remember from last year that I particularly loved. Oh, well, I think actually the main thing I loved was not coming last. That was really... <laughs> that was very important to me. We did dash, me. considering yeah, we did a bit, yeah. on the same mm. I'm, I'm not sure ah. we're dashing much, though, because it's not long after my operation as oh, well. Oh, no, okay. Well, we, so we'll, I'll be walking it. We will do it respectively. But the, the reason I went back to that one is because you can, in fact, listen to our thoughts from it and oh, God, yes. yeah we did podcasts with it and we had um things like the person that was down at the beginning and the presenter mm. talking to the crowd last year yeah, and he was very good. funny actually I had a very good compare yeah no it was fantastic that was I mean, you're and a, you're we had Chandra come and join us didn't you, we yeah, running Chandra, on the sidelines yeah. with us well I don't know about running I think that was an exaggeration <gasps> oh <story>. that's a bit mean <laughs> yeah he offered a hug though so that was good he did yes that was an energy hug Hmm. Yeah, you're an MC at Priory Live. What did you reckon to the um, compare at uh, the Santa Dash? Professional rival. I'd do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you know what? It would be lovely to be able to actually be a compare for the Santa Dash. Mm. I'd love well, to do that. There you go. We'll have a word with um, uh, the Orpington bid. Uh, hang on a minute, what do they call themselves? Orpington First. Orpington First. Chris, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's right, Chris and Sharon, in fact. Yeah, and that brings us to the end of the show. And how may we be buzzing out today? I have no idea. What do you Shall think? we pick a tune from uh, the commitments? Yeah, you can think, think of one off the top of your head, go on. Um, well, the, one of the biggies out of it is definitely Papa Was a Rolling Stone, but I don't know how that goes even. Papa was a rolling stone. 